check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey everybody, what's good? Brad and Sean, the A&B Show, back for the seventh time. Don't worry about that lady over there. <laughs> we good now? Thank you. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, if you know me, you know my wife photographs everything, so she thought she was going to sneak in. And uh, I thought I was one of my five kids. So, anyway, sorry about that. Hey, we you can tell we're a little rusty. We've been... Uh, on the road, around the road, on the holiday schedule, all those things. So back again, a little more uh, in, I think, than out now. And so that'll be better. Sean, Valancourt, my cohort, or Valancourt. Valancourt. Frenchman. <laughs> the man of many cultures. The one, the only, rejecting the West Coast flair. Why do you say that? You always have some hate to say about the West Coast. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, West Coast is uh, very, very... I mean, right now, I mean, honestly, I was on vacation. Awesome. Uh, went down to San Diego. A little cold. See? Well, I was expecting... It's January, folks. It's January. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's cold everywhere, I guess. I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that... Uh, Man, we were in Mexico, my wife and I, down uh, down there on a cruise, and uh, Mazatlan. We were in Mazatlan when all hell broke loose. So Sean found himself in the middle of a movie. <laughs> but nevertheless, you know, we're back here, back at it. Lots of things to talk about in sports, as we all know. Um, Brad, how are you doing anyways, though, in that whole entire christmas new year's break doing well man had a yeah. great time with the family kicking around just uh living our best lives so here we are seeing a lot of football seeing a lot of things let's get into it let's do it we are monday right before the cowboys tampa bay game so we'll we'll pick that game here i think at the end of uh this segment some things to talk about yeah uh one thing we should probably check i think that the last time the cowboys won a road playoff game Tom Brady was a freshman in high school. So, just something to think about there uh, while you're making your pick for later. <laughs> Saw some real crazy games this weekend. Uh, obviously, you know, my Seahawks didn't do well, they did as well as we expected them to do against San Francisco. Um, a bit interesting of a game for the first half. I thought they were competitive and then. Super competitive. <clears throat> you know. They had to play mistake free football yep. all four quarters. Yeah. And in the third quarter. It just all fell they apart. Did not. It yeah. just all fell apart. But the thing is, though, is in that first half, it was unbelievable football. And and I think it's got to be the toughest. That's, that's the thing that I think we saw in this wild card division, this wild card uh, round, was there's so many divisional matchups. Yeah. Teams yeah. playing themselves for a third time, yeah. which makes familiarity just that much more difficult in order to win, you know? Like, when you think about San Fran and, and Seattle, and we were at that game on December 15th, the second one, mm-hmm. and that was not close by any stretch of the imagination. Except for the score. But the score looked close, but let's face it. It was not a close it. game. This game was much more competitive. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you can really break down this game into three plays. One's a strip sack on uh, Gino that ended up being a turnover. You know, we get points there. Maybe it's a different ball game. Uh, and then Ryan Neal totally different ball game. comes back in um, after missing some games with a knee. Um, took a really bad angle on uh, uh, 
Debo twice. One ended up being that 76-yard backbreaker, and then the other one was that other long run. That was crazy. That was crazy. Some defensive breakdowns, I think it exposed who you are, but if you're a Seattle fan uh, like I am and Sean is turning into, the future is bright. You know, we have a top five pick thanks to uh, Russell Wilson imploding this year. Uh, some high second round picks as well as our own first round picks. So the future looks to be bright. Oh, it's Rebuild that defense. Bright. I think the, the offense looks good. Geno Smith, uh, all things sound like he wants to come back on a team friendly deal. So, um, yeah. Well, that's something that they even talk about right there is that Geno Smith actually has now the franchise record for most passing yards <laughs> yeah. for any quarterback. And, and that's and, and we're talking about Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and we're talking about Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, like, like, you go back like, even further, and it's Jim Zorn and Dave Craig who are putting up numbers in back, obviously back in the day, a different era. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and, like, you know, like so you have the 17-game schedule. So, okay, so you have one extra game. What What is that on average? Yeah. 200 maybe more yards, yeah. maybe a, pa- uh, a passing touchdown, you know. Uh, still yet to be able to do that. Was something else. I just thought that Geno Smith. There's a couple times where I thought that maybe he should have ran as opposed to trying to look for an open receiver. Yeah. Uh, DK Metcalf had probably uh, like playoff DK Metcalf is something else. Yeah. Absolutely something else. Absolutely. Playoff DK Metcalf was was unbelievable. He he was there catching balls, making it look like you know what he's a premier receiver. Uh, Tyler Lockett looking like his contract is what it looked like. You know, it was interesting. You know, Tyler Lockett both, I'll let you get back to Tyler in a second, but Tyler and DK both finished with over 1,000 yards receiving. Yeah. DK had 90 catches. I felt like DK had a really, relatively pedestrian season. 90 catches is very um, low, yeah, yeah. That's not very low if you think about, like, where you are in the history of the world. Okay, like, that's true, I guess. But, I mean, considering that, I think in his rookie year, he was over 100. Yeah, over about 10 passes. Yeah. And and, so. and and we're also talking about like his touchdown, those guys' touchdown ratios. They both had a thousand yeah. yards, but I think Lockett had nine touchdown catches, and I think uh, DK Metcalf had eight touchdown yeah. catches. They were a little low there. It, it was a little low, but the thing is, though, is that I mean, you know, nobody gave Seattle a chance. First off, yeah. And what a way to get in! You you needed you needed to beat the Rams, and then hopefully, the Lions will beat. The Green Bay Packers, and that's all that everybody was listening to was like, "Oh, Green Bay's got a twelve percent chance," and you're watching this unfold. It's like, is this twelve percent chance actually going to work out for Green Bay? Are they going to sneak for Detroit, in? For Detroit, yeah, you know, Detroit or Green Bay getting in the playoffs? Yeah, Green chance. Bay was a twelve percent chance, and then everything fell into line to where they just had to beat the Lions. They just had to beat them. And Dan Campbell led Lions. If you listen to the show at all, you know that I'm a big Dan Campbell fan. So. Dude, he, he did he, he did, did something. Solid. He did something. Well, not just that. I mean, Detroit has their first winning record and I don't know how long. Secondly, besides all that, I mean, Seattle put up what they could. Uh, yeah, there were some defensive breakdowns. There was some. definitely, yeah, there was definitely some penalties in the third and the fourth quarter that was yeah. backbreakers. Yeah. We really missed uh, Jordan Brooks, who's out for the year with an ACL. Um, maybe more glaring was Bobby Wagner. Cody Barton's not the answer at linebacker, but we'll get that figured out. But I thought to myself, like, Seattle's future is bright. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of draft picks to look from. Yeah. This, if you had told anyone back in April uh, that this was going to be the outcome, Every oh single, yeah, every I think people would be laughing it. at you. Yeah. yeah, every single fan would have been taking it. Kenneth Walker the third, what a great pick he ended up becoming. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you make the argument that Seattle has both the offensive and defensive rookies of the year uh, on their roster. You could, so you could make that. Tariq argument. Woolen is quite the man himself. So you know, but uh, only team you know to start two rookie tackles through the season uh, in forever. First team in forty years to start two rookie tackles out in playoff game. Yeah. So, but let's talk about Mister Irrelevant here. Yeah, Mister Brock Purdy. Unbelievable! Yep. That guy came out. It reminds me of uh, McPherson last season. On Cincinnati, just the kicker there for Cincinnati. Oh. It was just money, right? Yep. He didn't miss any anything. Like like, he, he just had that confidence going in, and you just see him play it. And he he was making lights out plays. And and I hate to say it, at but at least McPherson went to LSU and played at a big division school. I mean, Brock Purdy's from Iowa State. I know they're not. Known I know for being a Power Five, you know. But let's, let's look at that there as well, right? So, like, everybody's talking about Seattle. You have probably two of the best wide receivers in football. Well, it could be said about the same thing there on Seattle, uh, San Fran as well. You have two unbelievable wide receivers. You have a star-studded tight end and a great running back. You have a couple of great running backs. Right? Yeah. It's like... Well, in a monster offensive line, you know, for a rookie to find success, that's a fantastic spot for him to land. It's a Kyle Shanahan-friendly system. Uh, with that offensive roster than that defense. I mean, they're a juggernaut. It paint, you say, I would love the Brock Purdy story if it was anywhere but San Francisco. <laughs> so, but they look they look probably to be the favorite in the NFC. Uh, they just are so stacked out that, and especially I, I want to get to the to the Minnesota game down down the line there, the Paper Tigers there. But uh, let's just move on to that Jacksonville, yeah, uh, Chargers game, Los Angeles Chargers. I shut the game off in the first half. Yeah, I thought I it was over. I did too. I went to dinner and then I was watching it. <laughs> I thought it was over. Yeah, I was watching it at dinner. I thought they started coming back. I'm like, hey. So we all started watching. And yeah. So what a, talk about a tale of two halves for Trevor Lawrence. I'm telling you, wasn't it like three picks or Four. something like that? Four picks mm-hmm. in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then uh, like ice cold blood in that guy's veins, man. Mm-hmm. He just came back. Didn't even let it phase him. Did Davo Sweeney call him at halftime and give him the right act, or what do you think happened there? I don't know. Doug Something. Peterson is pulled up. You know, Doug Peterson's from Ferndale. I did not know that. I do know that Doug Peterson's got a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. But so Ferndale, folks, is about an hour north of where we live. So I'm just trying to clean Sean into where we are. No, no, I got it. I, you know. I knew, I knew exactly where he's talking about. I'm just saying. He just didn't know he's from Ferndale. Yeah, so. I did not know that. Big Doug yeah. Peterson fans here. Yeah, but the thing is, is. Uh, you know, he, he. Can you imagine where Trevor Lawrence would be after last season if he didn't have Urban Meyer yeah. as his head coach? Yeah. Well, maybe right. He always or get better through adversity, so maybe he appreciates it more. I, I don't know. know. What I do know, what I do know, is that I owe Trevor Lawrence an apology. I remember the the first half of the season it looked like a bust. I think they literally what well, they had one or two wins. Yeah. And something like six losses or and something they, like that. I don't know if they were that deep. but It they, was pretty bad. Yeah, they were pretty far. And then here they come roaring back and making some noise. Uh, Brian or Brandon Staley, the Chargers coach, deserves to be fired for this game? For the season? Just, I mean, not necessarily the game, but as for how the season worked out? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's so much expecting. And the thing is, you have a look at Justin Herbert. about 101 touchdowns the first three years. Um. 
And to me, it's like, you know, this guy was on every commercial, it seemed like I was watching. Like, he was in all these commercials. You know, he's a great quarterback, but let's let's face it, you haven't done anything yet. You haven't won a playoff game. Trevor Lawrence does have that all over you. You haven't won uh, anything else. You, you're, you're, oh, he was you're working the just, year. yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you were, you were, you, you, you know, like, do you really need all these commercials? You haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes right now is getting mustaches drawn on him because he has a Super Bowl. So, Andy Reid started that commercial. He is, he was great, fantastic. Uh, I think, I think that Brandon Staley probably gets fired for this. I think his team doesn't lack yeah, the focus that they need to have. How many? How many Look at Nick Bosa or Joey, but whatever, one of the Bosa brothers that had the two meltdowns that ended up costing him the game. You got to be able to control that. How many How many head coaches are you going to go through? I mean, they haven't gone through many, so they, they could roll the dice again. What I love, though, is uh, the unveiling of uh, the Chargers' new uh, logo. I, was, I didn't see it. No, and it was like the Charger Bolt. Over the wings of the Falcons. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. Hilarious. That was that was something that you had well in hand. Let it get away from you. Trevor Lawrence. I don't know, man. Momentum kills. You know, it looks like it's going to be... Uh, it, no, it doesn't look like. It's going to be Kansas City versus Jacksonville. Uh, who knows what could happen in that game. But the Buffalo <laughs> and Cincinnati is going to be something. Jumping ahead. Yeah, well, let's let's get into the Buffalo game. Let's get into the Buffalo game. Let's get into the Bills. That was a really rough game to watch. Mike McDaniel's gave that game back to Buffalo. He did in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Well, that third quarter, you play, can't you can't get I'm out. Sorry, of, you can't get out. Josh of, Allen was rattled. Yes, rattled. Yes, rattled. I mean, he had three, well, two picks and a fumble, yep. and it's like here's his defense. They got him on the ropes. They have them on the ropes. They're there when striking distance. Yep. You're third and 19 because you took that penalty and then you took that sack. And you still decide to try to throw it. Mm-hmm. You try to throw yep. it with your third string quarterback. Yep. Third and 19. You gave all the momentum right back to Buffalo. They, just couldn't, field. they couldn't get back uh, in the, even that last drive. They couldn't get out of the huddle before 10 seconds. They just they weren't setting the kid up for success. They really, no, I think I, they had a shot to go back down the field. It but, was bad. It was bad. Yeah. And, and and let's face it, at that point then, jo- uh, like Josh Allen felt that relief. It's like, oh, oh, there's a short field. I can manage this. Yeah. And then the butterflies were gone. But that's the thing. Divisional round. Yeah. Divisional matchup. These guys seen each other. Yeah. Miami won the first one, very you know close, but again, mental errors from Josh Allen, fumbling the ball, doing things like that. Man, you just are taking a page from my playbook. I don't even have to slam Josh Allen. I, I, listen, listen, Josh Allen. <laughs> I saw a lot of things there. That second interception though wasn't his fault. Uh, that was his receiver slowing down, and then all of a sudden realizing, oh, he's actually going to make it out to me, mm. and then yeah. like that was terrible. You know, but the thing is, though, is that here, here's the other thing, too. Tony Romo calling that game. What was that? The you know, you stick it, you stick in a game long enough, you can make it competitive. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> I needed, I, needed I, that. I enjoyed Tony Romo. I love how I, I, I enjoyed that. Happened, you stick so. it a game long enough. That's, that's right. Yeah. You might make a competitive, very, very astute observation. Well, he's selling Michelob Ultra these days, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing with Al Michaels with that field goal winner. Wow. Just like, uh, uh. 
I don't want to speak too far a term, but I think Al Michaels might be had some money on the game. So, <laughs> anyways, Buffalo wins uh, the way it should be, but man, that was scary. You gotta feel a certain kind of way about Cincinnati going into Buffalo next uh, week. Yeah, I do feel a certain kind of way, but don't forget that Cincinnati had their problems against. Uh, Against uh, a division opponent, yeah, exactly. Against Baltimore, (laughs) against their third round or second round, uh, no, third round. No, he's a second, second round, yeah. Tyler Huntley's your second backup, so just which you know, if you're Baltimore, you really have to think about why didn't Lamar Jackson want to play because it sounds like he could have put a brace on and played, who knows, but more importantly, he didn't travel with the team. Yeah, it's kind of... So, is this the beginning of the divorce from Baltimore and Lamar Jackson? Does he feel so disrespected they didn't lock him up that he was like, oh, if you didn't want to pay me, I'm not going to risk getting Robert Griffin. Remember when Robert Griffin had that playoff game against the Seahawks? I do, against Seattle, and, and, that was, and, and that was the beginning of the end, really, of Robert Griffin. Yeah, you wonder if you think you know Lamar Jackson was like, oh, if you're not going to pay me, I'm not going to come out and sacrifice yeah. this potentially career-threatening... Can't blame him. Yeah. Can't blame him. Yeah. Man, you got to wonder if someone makes a run at Lamar this year and... And what Baltimore ends up doing with it. Because but, you it know, seems to be a fracture there. We also saw history there, too, where they punch out that ball like uh, Huntley was trying to cross the plane. Punch out the ball, 98-yard 98, yeah. 98 return. Yeah. I, I don't know how you don't <coughs> give the ball to J.K. Dobbins. <clears throat> excuse me there. Uh, in that situation. but You know, John Harbaugh probably, yep. probably needs to go there. It's a Harbaugh moment. He needs to go. It's a hard bomb moment. Hey. Where's he going to go? Something San Diego? I mean, Los Angeles? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he goes to the Chargers. Yep. He needs to go, though. From like, surprise he's, me. He's done there. I mean. You know what would be the most fantastic uh, NFL coach hiring for me? If we could really get down in the nitty gritty. Is if uh, Harbaugh leaves Michigan. The brother, John. Yeah. Harbaugh leaves Michigan and goes to Denver, and it's him and Russell Wilson. I heard rumors about that, though. Oh, please. I heard please. rumors about that. That Folks. he might be looking at that. Like, I think if Sean Payton doesn't go to Denver, I think Denver maybe wants Harbaugh. Oh, please let it happen. <laughs> Listen. There have never been two cornier dudes in the same <laughs> meeting room than it'll be if those two are on the same. But now, so these two teams, and let's face it, Joe Burrows had his struggles in that game, too. Yeah. You know, so they got the cobwebs out. Now it's going to be a monster game. Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, let's see if they get healthy. They have some, they have some line problems. You but. know, but Cincinnati Buffalo, that's a, that's a monster game. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's um, the game of the weekend. Yeah. And then after that, uh, whoever wins out of that, yeah. uh, personally to me, I think they got a good chance, even if KC goes through Jacksonville, of beating KC and going back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I get to worry about Kansas City's ability to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It's legit now. I think it's going to be a Buffalo, Cincinnati, San Francisco Super Bowl. One of those. Yeah. One of those two teams comes out of the AFC and plays there. Don't disagree. Now, the surprise of this wild card weekend so far, that Minnesota Giants game. The only surprise really was that Justin Jefferson couldn't catch the ball. (laughs) You know, Justin Jefferson's last three games, he uh, didn't crest 50 yards receiving. In the last three games. That's crazy. That's wild, right? But did you see DJ? Seventy I think he had sixty yards on the ground. Yeah. Uh two hundred and seventy eight yards 70. passing. Yeah, he set a record. Like uh, unbelievable. 
Yeah. Ryan Dable leaves Buffalo as the OC, goes over to the Giants, does all sorts. And DJ was doing nothing for two seasons. Yeah. Uh, he, would just, he would have flashes, but he really broke yeah. out. Here's what I would ask you, is if you are an NFL team and you could get Lamar Jackson with a fully guaranteed $50 million a year for five years, or you get Dale Jones at $35 million a year for five years with some outs, which one... Like, wouldn't you stick with DJ right now? I would. He's winning. I would. I think because you imagine what you can do at fifteen million dollars a year. Exactly, and and he's he's a serviceable quarterback. He's out there. He's doing. You're gonna have that guy, and then you can have a top tier, or you know, two really like a good receiver and a good running back, or an ultra top tier receiver or something. You know, for the same price. I don't know why you wouldn't go that way. I agree with you. And Minnesota looks like the paper tigers that they were. Uh, yeah, listen, you can't trust Kirk Cousins. No. You just can't. Everyone knows that. Kirk Cousins is great unless the game matters. Then okay. Kirk Cousins is not that great. Okay? Like... Anywho. So... Sun shines on a squirrel's ass every once in a while, right? <laughs> the sun shines... What do you say? A the sun, sun shines, shines on a squirrel's, squirrel's ass? ass every once in a while. Man. Uh, or look, my other one was what? Every now and then, steak... A dumpster gets steak. It's like yep. <laughs> broken clocks are right twice a day. You know what I'm saying, folks. Every once in a while, there's some shit happens. That means true. And now but we Kirk have cousins hate continues uh, over here on the A and B show. Yeah, and now we have why it's the prime time game. I don't know. It's because it's Tom Brady. That's the only reason why. But you got the Bucks with a losing, not a losing record. They have they're nine and eight. Yeah. Against a pretty strong-looking Cowboys team, but the thing is, I I don't think Dak Prescott. I think that you hit on the head earlier with your uh, portrayal of Minnesota. I think that the Dallas Cowboys are also paper tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they came through some adversity, like like some legit adversity, because they lost uh, their starting quarterback Dak Prescott for at least I think six games. They yeah. lost him. Yeah, and uh, old Connor that was his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was his name Connor? Yeah, Connor Rush, right? Is yeah, yeah, Ru- yeah, 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 yeah. The widest Kept name. Him in Jerry there. Jones loves him. Kept uh, him in there. Yeah. So Dak, what's up? Well, we'll see tonight. You know, I mean, uh, I, I, I am personally thinking that uh, his sleep country. Uh, he's gonna go back and do his sleep number commercial. You know what else they're saying? So I think they're distancing themselves from Dak now because now it's eighty percent of NFL players use sleep number beds. And it's no longer just Dak Prescott. So. <laughs> My favorite though is that he said like how his 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 IQ goes up and everything goes up and it's like, dude, I saw some of your boneheaded plays. Yeah. His IQ goes yeah. from eighty to eighty four. <laughs> anyway, oh, I don't even know what I don't even know if IQ numbers are real. Is that low? Is eighty four low? Eighty four is low, buddy. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. I thought it was low. on a scale of hundred. No, no, no oh, that's okay. like oh. yeah, that's that's below the average. Yeah. Wow. A hundred is like the average. So, oh. what are you saying about Dak right now? I don't know. I think he's a below average quarterback. <laughs> that's what I think. But I here's think. the thing: uh, if if Tampa wins this, uh, are they legit? Do no. they have a chance? No. Yeah. Who are they gonna play? They gotta play the Eagles probably. No, 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 because they're a divisional winner, so they're gonna have to go and play. Because uh, I think the Giants will have to play the Eagles. Yeah, the yeah. Giants go to the Eagles, and then yeah. uh, Tampa goes to San Francisco. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. So <laughs> I don't think they become the favorites. <laughs> no, no. You know? I think if you're the uh, yeah, so I I think Tampa wins. 
uh, by two scores tonight. Yeah, I think. I think. Um, I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't think Dallas has got the until leg. playoff Tom shows us he's no longer playoff Tom. I think yeah. you have to believe in playoff Tom. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm on board with that. Uh, and that concludes our wild card breakdown here. Oh, interesting. Man, moving I mean, on. Let's shift topics. Yes. Hey, I don't know if you've been catching any of these cracking games here. I, I watch the Kraken. I am a uh, I'm becoming a Ryan Rabalkin uh, hockey fan, where I only watch my own team. So, <laughs> eight wins in a row, yeah. buddy. This Un- is a second year team. in your pseudo home country. I guess they they haven't lost in Canada. Yeah, yeah. they beat Boston. Yeah, one of the only teams to do it. Yep. Um, yeah, they only had five losses before, like five true losses up to that point. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah. You know, you, you have to look at Seattle now like, this is a, a real team with yeah. real talent. And yeah. they're they're moving the right way. I always thought that their coach, when they picked him, that was a good pick. He was a good coach. You got to develop, and they're developing that, that culture in, in Seattle. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we really we are. I think uh, the change from goaltender, uh, putting Grubar down to two, has been a healthy switch. Um so I think we just run a better uh, defensive scheme out. Um, now I think, uh, you know, Matty Beaners is still running the, the run. Vince Dunn has been playing amazing. Uh, Ryan Donato's another one that's just, you know, they're all, they all seem to be clicking. The chemistry, to your point, is there. So we'll see. Well, we'll look see at some happens. of the guys that you have there, though. Like Jordan Everly, just, unbelievable Just player. woke up this morning percentage points ahead in the in the West. Yeah. So, you and, know. and the thing is that now, right now, you look at it. Like Vegas right now is running away in, in the Pacific. Well, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're two. You know. Percentage points behind us already, son. Yeah. But, they're not running away with anything. <laughs> they're, they're there. They're and there. Then you have to look at then you have to look at Seattle and Los Angeles. So. Yeah. Those are those are three big heavy hitters yep. there. Yeah. Uh, then you have on the other side there, like Edmonton is struggling, and that, and that's something to say right now. Edmonton is struggling because of the goaltending woes. Although I think right now they're trying out Jack Campbell again. But you have two of the most potent scorers in the NHL in the past at least three years. You know, and they're still going to have a hard time in the playoffs. Yeah. So for us non-hockey folks. Hockey usually starts kicking into gear about now. Is this where they start really playing? So now we're starting to, you know, like I'd say after All-Star break is when you really start seeing When's that. All-Star break? February? All-Star break is coming up in like late January, early February. Okay. And then that's when you start seeing like the really tight, gritty hockey because it's like every game is like a playoff game at that point then because uh, anything can happen. Like if you have a look at St. Louis, who is last, I believe last in the league. This is back in 20... 20- I want to say 2018, and they were last in the league at the end of January, and they ended up winning the cup. Yeah, they ended up running the table and winning the cup. It's always the thing about hockey; it's kind of like baseball. The seasons are so long that they don't. You it's know, 82 it games. Just kind of runs. You know. It's 82 games. The thing is, though, yeah. is that those runs like that are very few and far between. What I do appreciate games. is when you jump in the way back machine now, you only go back five years instead of 15. So. <laughs> well, that did just it is, happen. It is getting better. Yeah. It is getting better. Uh, I, I will say this, though. I mean, this year you have so much happening. Um, the Leafs, like, they are actually competitive right now, but they got problems too, man. I mean, you know, it's like what's going to happen here? I'll tell you what's going to happen. They're going to make the playoffs. Uh, First round exit. 
Well, let's let's talk. Let's it's talk. a crystal ball. Let's talk about. I can't this. even get odds in that in Vegas. If the, the Leafs are losing the first round, like no one will take my bet. Uh, let's 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 talk about this. Let's talk about this here for like 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 intelligent people here for a moment. Okay. Well, it could be a hard conversation. All right. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, is that you're looking at the Leafs right now. This is all or nothing for them. You do another first round exit, they blow that team up. That team's getting blown up. So a year too late, but yeah. You think? I don't know. I'm just talking. I just told you I only watch my own team. I don't know. What's going on. <laughs> I mean, they took they took Tampa to seven <laughs> last year. They took Tampa to seven. There were some arguable calls. Um, I would say so. But the thing is, though, is it's playoff hockey. You gotta take that off. That's gotta go. You can't be hiding on, on excuses. Now they're talking about in the trade deadline for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Ryan O'Reilly getting traded to the Leafs. Ryan O'Reilly from the St. Louis Blues. One of the best two-way players, I'd say, behind Patty Bergeron. Um, so those guys go both ways? That's it. They go both ways. <laughs> but here's the thing. You already have Austin Matthews, and you already have Johnny Tavares. Where does Ryan O'Reilly fall? Do those guys go both ways, too? No. Okay. They're offensive, offensively minded. Okay. Ryan O'Reilly would have to go into your third slot. So the hair gel fellas? The the Austin he's, he's not. He's not a hair gel fellow. Oh, the Austin Matthews guy. Yeah, the guy, yeah, the hair yeah. gel folks. Yeah, yeah. So he'd have to go on your third line. But the thing is, yeah. Though, but you need to have a strong third line. You do. That's need how to you have win. I don't even know anything. You I know need, you got to have. You need that. to have four good lines, and you need to have some grinders. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like, you look at Tampa with Patty Maroon and with Corey Perry last year. Those guys are grinders. Corey Perry was on Montreal the year before that. Grinding, you know, you need grinders. And uh, we haven't had that. Like, the problem is, is that I always felt that the GM in Toronto, uh, Kyle Dubas, was always building a team with all of his upper echelon stars to get you to the playoffs. But the playoffs is a different beast. That's when it's like grinding. Got to have the hitters. That's it. Yeah. You, you can't be going in there playing some finesse hockey. It's not going to happen. you got to have some fixers on that team. You know what I mean? That's it. That's it. You know? But, guys that are in there just get a little... But now Seattle right now, second year, they're already talking about trade deadline for them. Now, they yeah. picked up... Uh, Try to make some moves. Yeah. So it looks like Klinberg. They might be going after John Klinberg on defense. Bolster up that defense. And Seattle could be problems. They could be problems in the West. It's like they can... Yeah. They could pull this out. It's the, every hundred years, Seattle's good. Hey, the Metropolitans did win the Stanley Cup. Listen, that's <laughs> Mariners made the playoffs. Seahawks made the playoffs. Kraken should make the playoffs this year and just call it. Call hey, it a day. I will say this. Okay, so you have a look. Toronto, at least we won the Grey Cup. So uh, I don't know, but the thing is, I die. It feels like a participation trophy. Really whatever. We won the Grey Cup. We won the NBA championship not that long ago. You know. Um, Seattle, they won the Super Bowl back in 2013. So, um, you know, they're due for one, right? They're Folks, if you're one. listening at home, that's uh, Sean's third PNW hate comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Famously, he said he does not do that. Oh wait, wait, wait! I forgot, I forgot about your sound. On the they way did, around, they did, they did win, they did win the MLS Cup. They did, yeah. And the Conakuff Cup. Yeah, they did, they did, yeah, yeah. So they we're, were good at all the European things, yeah. which is what Candor desperately wants. We desperately want that. <laughs> but here's the thing: is is yeah, you have all that happening. Like the Mariners look good going into next season. Uh, 
your hockey team, the Kraken, looks super good. And uh, things are looking up for the Seahawks. Yeah. So Future's bright. It's nice. Future's it's nice. bright in the rainy P&W. All right. Mark it down. Shift the gears. All right. I got, I got a question for you. Okay. So right now, two major things are happening in sports. Two major chases. Right? You got Ovechkin just beat Gordy Howe. Alex, Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin. For the, un, for the uninformed. Remember, you got to talk to our listeners like they don't care about hockey like I don't. Alex, Alex Ovechkin is now sitting alone pretty at number two for goals overall. Uh, over 800 goals now. He's chasing Gretzky. Probably is going to take him another year or two. But he's doing something that what's the thought. What's the games played comparison for Gretzky and for... It was Gretzky. still 82 games. It was 82 well, I mean, games. I don't mean that. I just mean, like, how many games played did Gretzky have to get the goal record? Well, Gretzky played for 20 years. Okay. So, so a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, Ovechkin is what now it was 2004 when he was drafted so almost 20 years almost 20 years yeah. but he's uh he's 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 a natural goal scorer he's changed the way that the game is played in power play he's changed the way that the game is played as far as just where to snipe from and stuff mm-hmm. he's 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 a natural goal scorer and then is you have he a, more revolutionary than Wayne Gretzky I mean Wayne Gretzky you can't even do what Gretzky did back then where they had Gretzky's office where you're just behind the net and you're able to pass it out in front of to other people because now they'll just come and pester you behind the net mm-hmm. but they never wanted to do that because it's just like oh he could come and wrap around right mm-hmm. and now they I mean you know the game has evolved since then right mm-hmm. but Gretzky he still had 50 goals in 39 games 92 goals in a season like those are things that are probably not going to be caught unless somebody goes on a significant tear but the thing is though Still, Didn't we just almost have the goals in the games thing, though. Well, somebody almost got fifty goals in fifty games. That's yeah. that's that's a yeah. that's a high high bar. Yeah, but it's You're not fifty goals in thirty nine games. Yeah, yeah. Right. but uh, you know those are certain records. Like there's his points record. Who knows? I don't think that's ever going to be touched. His assists record. I don't think that's ever going to be touched. But the fact that you can touch his goals record is crazy, uh, absolutely crazy. Yeah. And then you have. The king, LeBron James. The self-proclaimed king. The self <laughs> Chasing Stop down. I get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, chasing down Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. Yeah. And people are already crowning this guy. I, I'm not one of them, but there are people that are crowning him as the number one basketball player of all time. Yeah, is Kareem the number one basketball player of all time right now? Well, I, I would no. I mean, I would put Kareem in the top five. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Sure, top five. But, but is he I the mean, best let, ever because he can score? No. Well, yeah, Michael Jordan, because still, you have to look at it like the was it points per game. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's so far ahead of everybody. I mean, he's a prolific scorer. He is, but you have to do both sides. Which you have, to, you to, have to wonder, though, if LeBron could score the way he scores now if Michael Jordan hadn't forced the league to change the defensive rules. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If there was still hand-checking involved and hard fouls and all those things. But, yeah, the, you're absolutely correct because it, it, it's definitely now more offensively yeah. minded. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah. you're not getting away with some of the stuff that those Pistons were getting away no. with back in the day, no. man. <laughs> so, no, they would suspend. <laughs> they would suspend the whole team. Like they treated, they treated Michael Jordan like he was just yeah. old, like he owed him milk money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they they like, were such bullies. They made Scottie Pippen sit on a playoff game and said he had a migraine. 
<laughs> what? And maybe he did, but like it's because they beat his ass. What record do you think is more significant? I, well, I'm partial to basketball, but I think that there's been so many great scores. I mean, you, even as much as I hate Carl Malone, he was still a prolific scorer. He was up there. Still couldn't catch, you know. Kareem. Kareem. Um, and then you have LeBron, who's doing it in a couple hundred games less yeah. than either of those two players. You know, LeBron's playing on Olympic teams. LeBron's playing deep in the playoffs every year. Um, all those things, I, I think that that record is really one that hasn't been even thought of being able to be broken. I think Carl, we thought Carl had the best shot at it. Yeah. You know, you look at what Kobe and Michael were able to do, the other guys in the top five. Just couldn't, you know, you never felt like it was ever in danger. Right. Um, then you got LeBron playing, you know, phenomenally in his 18th year. Still able to, you know, I mean, this is this is a Monday night. We, we saw him almost have a triple-double last night. Anyway, I just I almost went on a tangent. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia, the Lakers last night. I don't know if you saw this game or not. Lakers caught, down caught one. Yeah, Lakers yeah. are down one. 16 seconds left. And then Russell Westbrook tries to take uh, Joel Embiid one-on-one and just doesn't even get a shot off. And LeBron just walks in the locker room. I just I don't yeah. get how you – listen, that just wouldn't happen on a Kobe Bryant team. That would not happen on uh, a Michael Jordan team. That would have happened on a Kobe Bryant team in his first year. Sure, but not yeah. at the end. Like we're talking no, about the end of the yeah, at the yeah, end of this, at yeah, the end of yeah. Kobe's career, at the end of Michael's career. Yeah. You're not going to have another All Star player go one on one in a mismatch with 16 seconds well, left and not get a no shot sense. off. Yeah. Someone's getting punched in the yeah. locker room. Yeah. Like that's just you know the move. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. All that to say, I just think that uh, you think that Kareem's record then breaking Kareem's record is more than breaking Gretzky's record. I just, I don't, I'm just not as familiar with the games played for Ovechkin as I am for Gretzky. And I just think that the way LeBron's doing it in such a short amount of time compared to what Carl Malone and, uh, you know, I felt that way. So initially when this happened with Carl Malone and Carl was chasing Kareem, I thought, "Mm, he's just playing so long with so many games, he's bound to do it. Yeah. So it didn't really feel like it was his chase. Right. Um, but doesn't it, doesn't it make you sit there and, and go to yourself though that LeBron James has kept himself in such great shape to be this competitive still this far down into his career like it's yeah. not like yeah. this is the twilight of his career yeah. and he's still out there doing stuff yeah. you know he almost had a triple double last night like that's crazy you know? yeah. but you same could be said about Ovechkin right now as yeah. well he's in the twilight of his yeah career. I, yeah again I just I don't know the speed that Ovechkin's been able to do it compared to Gretzky right I know that LeBron's been you know, seasons faster than uh, Kareem has. Mm. So that's that's my that's your thought of that's your you thought know of why I think it's more impressive. Yeah. Um, well, know. I'll tell you right now. There's like three players that have 800 goals, three in the history of the national. There's one with Mario Lemieux. Is one Mario Lemieux? No, no, one okay. is not Mario Lemieux. One is shit. Is it Bobby Hole? No, no, one? no, no. It's uh, Gordy Howe. God, that's right. You even yeah. told me that. <laughs> <laughs> Gordy Howe. And Gordy Howe, sorry, Gordy. Gordy Howe played till like he was forty something. He came back and played at fifty. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the fact Gordy Howe walked. So uh, what's his name? <laughs> Gretzky could fly. No, it? no. <laughs> who's the uh, Who's the guy in uh, that's playing in Russia right now that owns the team? He played for the Penguins for a long time. Oh, Yarmir Yager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gordy Howe walked so Yager could fly. 
A Yager is number four. It's 790 or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Man, I always thought Mario Lemieux was so good, but it turns out he sucks now. Well, no, it's not that he sucked. It's just that Mario Lemieux really was limited. Mm. He didn't play as long. Um, you know, he did have Was options. he a sissy boy? Oh, shit. You know, he... <laughs> Swing and a miss. <laughs> he did have Hodgkin's lymphoma, which he Just a bit outside. <laughs> sissy boy. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you get that? <laughs> And there, folks, is uh, Brian's limited view of hot. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so good. Uh, yeah, no, he was just limited because you know he, yeah, had, he had a lot he had of cancer. injuries and yeah. he had cancer yeah. right in between, and you know it's tough. It's tough. Uh, but he was also one of the first people to like have the whole entire Hall of Fame induction waived waiting the five years where he was inducted into the Hall of Fame well, after he was going to make it probably you know he, he they, they, they inducted him then he came back and he played so he was the only Hall of Famer to actually play you know what I mean <laughs> he was in the Hall of Fame and he's back he's playing with Sidney Crosby to like <laughs> help Sid get in there in his rookie year it's it's crazy it's crazy um, and that's yeah. how, isn't that crazy to think too? Yeah, the Sid's been playing that long. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that is crazy, oh, man. Uh, that's but, crazy. But you know, like, and so we're we're looking at it. It's amazing that we're looking at certain players coming to the twilight of the career, and it's amazing that in sports that somehow somebody else seems to always come up, and then yeah. you know, like now we have Connor McDavid in hockey, uh, in basketball. You could say Jason Tatum is... It's 100% is, Jason Tatum. You know what I mean? And, yeah, the kid is phenomenal. And yeah. football, I mean, have your pick. There's a few quarterbacks yeah. that are just yeah. unbelievable. I, I think we're going to a better stretch of NFL quarterbacks now than we have in the past yeah. 10 years. So, I mean, you know, yeah. with with every twilight, there's somebody else coming, and they're yeah. hungry. And, and you go into baseball, right? you got Julio Rodriguez coming in. You've got all these other great players. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. That, uh, that brings us into our... You know, you being right, take the store one on one questions. Oh, oh, you ready for the one on one today, Sean? I don't hear that very often. Yes, yes, let's, let's, learn, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's hear this. Sean, I know you Brad. love I know you love impressions. Alright. So you have to choose one. You can only do one for the rest yeah. of your life. Only do one. Sean Connery or Arnold Schwarzenegger. I knew you were gonna Wow. Wow. I like both. I know you do. I've heard both. But uh, if it's gonna be, it's gonna be Arnold Schwarzenegger, and especially that's the one you're only gonna do for us. Yeah, life? for the rest yeah. of my life, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the governor during the time when the mudslides were happening. Oh, specifically, yes, yeah. yes. I think you just everybody come out there, stop the mudslides! Don't you know? I stop the mudslides with my own biceps. <laughs> <laughs> If all the people of California come out there, link arms, we can stop the mudslides out together. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that this year I've signed there for Arnold Schwarzenegger's daily motivation, you know. <laughs> it does not disappoint. <laughs> it is everything you would hope and dream. And let me tell you something. That's you tough. get your inbox every day. Because I love Connery, man. Yeah, I know. I knew you. I, I knew it'd be a hard one. When you when you hear Connery back in the day, in that old Bond movies are pushy. Yeah, pushy galore. <laughs> My guy. pilot. This guy. Pushy. Anyway. Hello, pushy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sean's referring to his cat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Stick it in your ear, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I got I got a one-on-one question. All right, I'm too. So, usually, I mean, you know, you look at Bill's Mafia and you're there going to yourself. Wow, they're so giving, you know, they, they, they do a lot of things. Have you been absolutely surprised at how the league has come around Hamlin, around number three there? No, I don't, I don't think, I, I mean, I, I think you're nailed on the head. I think that... Um I don't. I would say I'm not surprised. Uh, I think the league as a whole, the fans uh, have always been supportive of uh, humans, and so I think you see that a lot. Um, you know, guys go down with even with injuries, and they get back up, and people clap for them on the way out. And you know, it, it sounds like you would do that in every sport, but you don't, and it happens more often than not in football that everyone understands that there is a certain level of violence. Um, and just kind of devastation happening on every play. Like I thought about it last night when I watched uh, Daniel Jones sneak across the goal or the line for the first down, mm. and Saquon Barkley pushed him, and then that guy hit him high and bent him all the way back. And I thought, oh, in 10 years from now, Daniel Jones is going to remember that, you know, when he can't get out of bed in the morning or his back right. hurts. Right. So I think there's always a level of appreciation for that. We've come so far in – always know like knowing that torn ACLs and pec muscles and quad injuries and those things like the players out for the year but it's a surgery it's a routine thing there's never really you know we rarely see career ending injuries happen on the field anymore right um but when you see people that you would regard as mountains of men uh the toughest guys around the linemen just sobbing uncontrollably not able to watch what was happening to Mar Hamlin? I think that all struck a chord with everybody. Yeah, that um, everyone was pulling for that kid to get through. And I think in times of uncertainty and need, when you feel like you're not certain what to do, you want to reach out and help. Um, you know, I think you think about that in your own life when you know someone's going through a rough time. You want to bring them a meal, or you want to, you know, send them a note, or you know, try to make their life better in some way. Right. Uh, and really the only way that us as fans could get to DeMar Hamlin was to donate to his charity. And so I thought that was really a beautiful um, gesture yeah. so, of humanity. Uh, unbelievable. Um, and uh, just goes to show you, I think some like sports fans all over, they're just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable, really, when it comes down to it. So... Let's let's just keep doing you know, that. Yeah, you bring up a good point there. I think that for the competitive nature that fans have, for the most part, uh, that's really where humanity lives. There's a lot of humanity in a shared cause, uh, even if you're on separate teams. I think that's really something to take away yeah. from. Yeah. You know, you can have different viewpoints and more different outcomes, and you can even be a bit brash and jackassery uh, in the heat of the moment. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, when the game, I, I think about it all the time when I watch these coaches shake hands, especially in the playoffs, mm. like your season's over and they're running up. Hey, man, a good game. You called a lot. And I, I think to myself, man, I don't know if I'm emotionally mature enough to be like, hey, great job. Thanks for beating me. Like, mm. be not be hot. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. Yeah, I think sports are great for showing the humanity of people. Yeah. So. Yeah, except for uh, Richard Sherman's Crabtree comments there in 2013. <laughs> No, I love that. <laughs> you love that. It's still good TV, man. It's still good TV. It's still good TV. 
<laughs> you got to give them five minutes to cool off. You can't just jam the mic in somebody's face. You got to let them, you know, you got to be able to separate the loss or the win. Oh, that was that was still amazing. Well, I think that brings us to the end here, I think. Once again. Yeah. yeah. Boys demend it. Ooh. I see what you did. See? See what you did. Slice and slick like that. Okay, kids. Sean and Brad coming from the West Coast. PNW, Woodby Island to be exact. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. Subscribe, like, talk to us, let us know what's going on. We got some feedback. Oh, I would say this. Uh, we got some feedback this week, and sorry about picking uh, Mbop for the World Cup based on his PSG affiliation when Messi also was on PSG. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I should have just went that Mbop was a good, like, catchy song, and that's what drew me in. I don't know. Anyway, either way, I was wrong. Uh, I hate Messi because he's a self-proclaimed goat. Same way I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> Until next time, kids, be good or be good at it. Righto.